What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at Zan Morning. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. Still enjoying collecting wrestling cards? I sure hope so. I hope you're enjoying the content that I'm putting out each and every week, both on the YouTube channel. Uh, I wouldn't say every week on this podcast, but, you know, I'm trying to get them out there. And then, of course, as much as possible on the World's Collide Wrestling Card Podcast. So on today's episode, items from a topic that I've bantered back and forth with within the wrestling card community, several different people. And it's something that I've given some thought and hey, decided, let's record a podcast about it. Just like the last episode where, you know, I didn't want to necessarily reply to Twitter on a bunch of stuff on my opinions. I was like, hey, let's just record some content about it. So with the more recent boom in wrestling card popularity and products over the past year or so... We've seen a lot of new collectors come into the space, and in my opinion, that's always an awesome, great thing for both value perspective, hobby perspective, or just overall. But since then, I've seen a lot of people ask this question, and it's specifically about older sets and talent. Why is this set from that specific year not being looked at? Why is it not valued where it should be? Why do the key cards from those sets that feature a checklist of Hall of Famers, why do they get no respect? Well, today I think I've got a few reasons I've come up with about why some older sets are being slept on. But before we get into that, quickly, if you're enjoying this show so far or if you enjoy any of my other content, please subscribe and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Please spread the word, tell a friend, tell a wrestling fan, tell a sports car collector, spread the word about wrestling cards and this content. I mentioned Worlds Collide podcast earlier. If you want more wrestling card podcasts for your ears, you can check that out. Check out my eBay store, Patreon if you want to join that community, and all kinds of other links to social media, coffee, all that stuff is in the show notes. So I've talked about this before, and we're going to touch on it a little bit again, and that's cardboard relevancy. I think we have to be honest with ourselves here, regardless of our opinions what sets and cards we like, what we don't like. The majority of the collecting community, as well as the market, they're the ultimate decision on what matters and what doesn't. I also will reiterate that I still feel like every card has a home. Base cards, mid-card talent, autos of failed prospects. There are still collectors from all of these segments. So just because a card isn't necessarily cardboard relevant, it doesn't mean that it's garbage or shouldn't be collected. People collect all different kinds of things for different reasons. Now, of course, opinions can change. I mean, just look at the track record of the Wrestling All-Stars, uh, 2002 Fleer Royal Rumble, 2014 Topps Chrome, specifically the Golds. Cards that were at one time very cheap, they weren't extremely popular, and they, but they didn't have a huge explosion until just a few years ago. So clearly, some sets that aren't big now could eventually get there. But how does that happen? How does a product become relevant to collectors? It takes discovery, discussion, and education. People making an effort to go find older sets, maybe it's something that has an extremely rare print run. Maybe someone discovers a set with a key first appearance card or rookie card in it. And then we have to talk about why. Why we like the set. We have to educate people on social media and through content about why this specific talent or this specific card or set is important. And then if it still doesn't take off with the collecting community and the market doesn't react, guys, it may just be cardboard irrelevant. Another reason I think many people aren't digging through the past to find other types of wrestling cards has to do with the current state of the hobby with modern wrestling product. Breaking, modern product hype, content creation and news surrounding that stuff. And of course, people sharing their hits on social media. Not that any of these things are inherently bad or wrong. Again, I talk about the more people talk about the interest 
in wrestling cards and posting what they have of their collection and the niche of our hobby, it grows. But when so much time and effort and is spent on focusing on what's new, what's next, what's the latest release, a lot of other things can get lost in the process. Now look, I get it. There are a lot of people who only want to collect current stuff and that's fine. I also get to say society thing where we want what's new and what's hot and you know, looking back on the past isn't really that popular. But look what happened again once 2014 Topps Chrome. So I'm going to use that example again. We had wrestling card collectors that liked shiny stuff. And they started digging into the past to see, hey, I like this stuff. What else can I find? What other undiscovered gems can I find that kind of relate to the style of card that I like? They started showing off their cards and talking about them. And voila, they took off with the collecting community. But in all honesty, I think that many reasons why some of the older sets don't get the attention and praise that is due that some people think. And that's the last thing we're going to talk about, which is pure laziness. Whoa, I bet you didn't expect that one, did you? Or maybe you did, I don't know. I do often talk about the lack of work ethic that it seems like a lot of collectors have. But how does laziness equate to the lack of interest in other sets and cards? Well, that's for a few reasons. Let's go back to how I was talking about the modern state of the hobby. Again, breaking, modern releases, social media posts, content surrounding modern releases. People seem to live on social media, therefore equate to much of what is posted as kind of being the end-all be-all when it comes to the wrestling card hobby. I think many people see that stuff consistently posted as the things that they need to have. Wrestling All-Stars, Gold Refractors, Gold Prisms, the latest product getting hyped so they can buy into breaks. I feel like many people are just spoon-fed their information within the hobby and they fail to use critical thinking or put in the time to carve out their own lane in the hobby. Instead of finding out what they truly like and enjoy, not necessarily what others are telling you you should buy in or quote invest in. Of course, I'm not telling you how to collect in this episode. I'm just asking you to use your mind and think critically for what you really like and go after what's for you within the hobby and what exactly you want out of it. For example, I love the Wrestling All-Stars cards, but I get sick of seeing the same cards posted over and over again. I like gold refractors. I like prism golds, just like everyone else. But just like the Wrestling All-Stars, I get sick and tired of seeing them posted over and over. Clearly, I own many of these cards, so I guess many would say that I'm ignorant for talking down on my quote own investments, but I don't care. I collect what I like regardless of what anyone else thinks, whether it's current, modern, popular, whether it's not popular. And I would encourage everybody listening to do the same thing. Just get crazy, build out some interesting PCs, and have fun with your collection. I hope today's episode was able to provide some perspective on why some older sets and talent and cards don't get the love from the wrestling card community that many think they should. What do you think about today's topic? What wrestling card sets of the past do you think deserve more attention? Or what wrestlers do you think should be selling for more than they are? Let me know on social media. Feel free to tag me in any discussions. Let's get the engagement going around content. And before you get out of here, again, please subscribe. Leave me a review on wherever you're listening to this on. Tell a friend about the show. That's one of the best ways we can grow the listening audience. And please check the links in the show notes to all of the other ways that you can help show your support with my content. The eBay store. Patreon community, links to buy me a coffee, links to the social media, all that's down there for your pleasure. Thank you for giving this podcast your time and your busy schedule today. Until the next one is released, I'll see you on the Wrestling With Cards YouTube channel. I'll see you on the World Collide podcast. Keep collecting and having fun. We're out.